Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. I always get pumped when I hear the music. I know you do. It's very exciting. And nothing says happy holidays like, are you concerned about your job? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're here to help, right? Yes, we are. Um, And I want to thank everyone. I hope everyone is in the holiday spirit. Exactly. We did. We should have put something on the microphone, right? Like a little tinsel. Yeah. Right. But we just didn't think about it for Um, a second. The mission of Corporate Talk is to use all our collaborative powers to make a difference in the workplace, even as one person. Our companies need us now more than ever, um, but they need our A-game, and that's why we're here, to nurture our A-game. That's exactly right. A couple of things. We had some really great shows in the past, and I want to mention last week's show uh, with the Free Store Food Bank. Yes, with Kurt Reiber. With Kurt Reiber in Cincinnati, and we encourage everyone to replay that show mm-hmm. and find something inside us to reach out and help support the uh, Free Store Food Bank. They're doing great things, right? They're they making really are, a difference yeah. even as one person. Well, and Kurt had so many interesting things to tell us, right? I mean, there were so many services and people that they serve, and it, they just don't only distribute food, right? I mean, it, they serve a huge community. They have outplacement services. They have the catering services. Yeah, yeah. And I when mean, I say outplacement, they have they help people get jobs. I mean, there's just a lot of different services that they provide. Right, and oftentimes we uh, are asked why it seems like we have off-topic guests, which is never, ever the case if you look at it, right? Uh, we take pride in our guests. And um, so how is the food store related to corporate? For me, when my head hits the pillow, I look at what they do. And I'm inspired to make a difference like them, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's with a teammate or with um, a, a customer or something. These guys are doing it on their own and they provide great examples. And the other thing they certainly have is their catering program for all companies um, in the Cincinnati area, which I think is a great service. No, it's an amazing service. And the catering not only provides food for companies in the area and then helps generate income for the food bank, but it also employs people as well and helps them build their skill set. So, I mean, it's just a win-win what they do with the catering. It's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, not to, I don't want to harp on this too much. Um, but the other thing they do is they're just very positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really, uh, I really have a lot of respect for that entire organization. So reach out. Look at the replay. It's there for you. That's one of the things about our program and Internet radio as a whole is it's not as much in the live show, although we love you guys to join us. It's that the show is available 7 by 24. Right. That's absolutely right. And there is a free Talk Zone app that you can download to your phone and then you can listen to us, you know, on on your phone or in your car 
off your phone. So, I mean, you know, that makes it very, very easy. And all the replays are available on TalkZone.com, and we are under the business channel, and we are featured under the business channel. So you can easily find us, Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And also make sure that you also find us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and you can just click the like button, and then you will be able to follow us and know what shows are coming up. Right. Be a teammate. Right. We're in this together. We mm-hmm. need your help, too. Right. Yeah. Um, while we're waiting for our very unique and special guest we for do this have show, a unique guest um, right before the holiday. You know, maybe we can briefly talk about um, fear and how yes. we need to just get past it somehow. Well, I mean, we can talk a little bit about fear and getting past it. Um, but we have the replay of where I talk about stage fright. So make sure that if you have stage fright or if you are experiencing fear, you can go to that replay 24-7 and listen to us having that discussion. Okay, another another reason to go into the archives, right? Absolutely. And fear is, stage fright is everything. It's speaking up at work. It's um, making a case for your review at work. Right. It's um, giving a speech or a presentation with your heart and soul, right? Right. It's embracing yourself and not hiding yourself anymore. Right. And so it's being your authentic self, which I think is a nice segue because our guest is waiting to come on the line. And what we're talking about today is counterfeit goods. Well, okay. So briefly, uh, before we introduce um, our guest, I want to also say we take pride in every one of our guests and we have met every one of our guests. And what I want to share about this guest is what I remember was how unbelievably passionate and he was about his service mm-hmm. and how much he owned it and how responsible he is. I was really, really um, interested in hearing more. So, uh, I, you know, I can't describe what Stan does, but I would like him to certainly, but I would like to introduce our very special guest, Stan, um, Salat. Did I get your name correct, Stan? You certainly did, Charlie. Uh, well, first off, uh, happy holidays and welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. How are you? I am doing extremely well and happy holidays to you and, uh, your listeners as well. Um, yeah, no, this is great, Stan. I mean, I don't know where to begin because you're very complicated. <laughs> so maybe you can start out and we can go slowly through um, everything you do and represent. Okay. It is, um, how, do, how do we put this? It's, it's, compli- it's a bit complex. It's not terribly mm-hmm. complicated. But it, but it is, uh, by all means, a bit complex. It's really all about anything that you would consider to be counterfeit or stated otherwise fake, uh, and particularly the issues surrounding that when it's substandard quality and can actually harm individuals or uh, the planet at large, uh, animals, I mean, literally anything. Right, uh, and it's very so- complicated, uh, like I, I mentioned, because um, there's so- <laughs> we're a purchasing 
society, right? There's right. just so many things yeah. where at risk, it seems, with everything we purchase. But um, tell us the name of the organization or the company that you represent so we could maybe at least learn more about that. I will do that with a, uh, a bit of a news announcement, if, Excellent. if you don't mind. Um, okay. while, while I'm going to share with you where I have been for the last 10 years, uh, here, i just picking up on a couple of comments that Eva made a minute ago. I finally got over my fear and decided to uh, branch out, and I have actually just last week uh, left the Electronic Component Certification Corporation, which is known as the ECCC. That is the organization where I led the, uh, the work that was done to create a hazardous substance process management certification program, and this program was started back in 2005-2006 timeframe, where we helped industry develop a system for the removal of hazardous substances from consumer products, such as lead and cadmium and hexylvania chromate substances. And we've learned over the years that these cause uh, certainly cause cancer, some of them. Uh, they also are attributed to autism and other um, such ailments, uh, autism, Asperger's, and so forth. So uh, that we packaged under what we called the Hat Mark Alliance, and that goes on without me today. That That will continue to go forward. It's all about identifying products that are, in fact, hazardous substance-free, uh, products that you can buy with the confidence that you're getting something that's not going to harm you or your children. Um, and here's where the complexity or the where it becomes complicated because what affects you and me today uh, can also affect unborn children in the future, mm. uh, particularly wow. when you start talking about the lead and the cadmium the, those two particular heavy metals. And then you add to this, what we created was the CAMA, the Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance. And this was done to address, initially was done to address what the U.S. military identified as over a $6 billion problem with electronic components uh, infiltrating their supply chain. Uh, here, what you're talking about is fake electronic parts used in everything from missiles to the uh, automotive gear that they use, radios, you name it. And what actually gets me even more is that in some cases we're finding that the electronic components have actually been used fake or counterfeit parts have been fake used in medical device equipment. Wow. So... You package this together, and what you have is an injured soldier in the field who who has a chance of survival, but is um, that's diminished when you find out that the medical gear that you're using doesn't work. And so, when when that happens, like I'm assuming that the manufacturer of the product they don't know that they've used a counterfeit piece in their product or they do know because they, you know, bought it cheap or 
I mean, how do, is it that the manufacturer doesn't know that they're using counterfeit products or is it sometimes that that can infiltrate into their supply chain? You know, those types of things, particularly with the military side of this, it's really aftermarket repair. Uh, a lot of that equipment, a lot of the equipment used in the military, in fact, avionics is, has the same issue. Space has the same issue, aerospace. These things are built with a very long life expectance. The expectancy of a the heart defibrillator, for instance, is many, many years. A lot of them are built, and it takes uh, sometimes as much as five years to get them approved for use. So then they're in the field, and when maintenance is, is done or when they are tested for use, they find uh, an issue with it, so they repair it. And that's where the counterfeiting is taking place. Uh, wow. The parts used to repair and I might mention here that you know we're 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 the recipients of our own good deeds in this case. In 2000, uh, roughly 2000, the European Union, along with many other countries, but the European Union most notably started a waste electronic electrical electronic equipment recycling program. Mm-hmm. Mm. Then in 2003, they started the Restriction of Hazardous Substance Program, which addressed the six heavy metals I spoke of already. Well, when you can't put all that electronic stuff, and we're talking about millions of telephones, cell phones particularly, per year or per country, when you can't put those in landfill anymore, they go somewhere, and that somewhere turned out to be what are often referred to as emerging countries, uh, Africa, India, China. Uh, they've gone in now to uh, Vietnam. Uh, there's there's a lot of countries that are getting all this recycled material. Wow. We also never described or defined or set up standards for what to do with it once you received it. So if you look at some of the stuff you'll find on the Internet, uh, Picture-wise, you'll find mountains, literally mountains of electronic equipment stacked up around the world. And entrepreneurs have figured out that uh, they can actually dismantle them and resell the parts. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked. This is, this is breaking. I, I know I said that last week, but this is really breaking <laughs> news. You know, this is unbelievable. I can understand where your passion comes from. And I can also see how counterfeiting and hazardous go together in this context. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Stan, we have to take our first break. But when we come back, we want to continue this conversation and learn more about this breaking news you're talking about and more about your mission. So please stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company but not at the expense of others. 
Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. The talk of planet Earth. This is TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Stan Salat. And Stan is an expert in counterfeit goods. And I know that now, Stan, you're kind of branching out from electronics, but when you talk about even just the electronic portion and then the different heavy metals that are in electronics and that when they're counterfeit, you know, how they can affect us. And also then when we go to recycle, you know, everybody can't use it. So it ends up in other countries, which is toxic to those countries. So it just seems, you know, the more you talk about it, even if you're just looking in the context of electronics, it just seems like such an overwhelming topic. And I know that now it's even gotten bigger as you're branching out from, just electronics. So as a consumer, you know, so it's Christmas time and there's a lot of different goods out there and there's a lot of different websites out there. Um, how do we know if what we're getting is, you know, a proper good product, safe, safe product, or how do we know if we're getting something counterfeit? I know like, you know, when Charlie's from New York and when we go to New York, there's a lot of stuff on the street. You kind of figure that that's you know, counterfeit. But sometimes it's not really that black and white. It's just not that easy to figure out. So how can consumers um, protect themselves a little bit, I guess? That, that's really an excellent question, Eva. And I used to say that, you know, the, the probably the simplest way is simply to uh, look at it. And if the price seems too good to be true, then chances are you're not getting what you expect. Mm, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, with all things, everything gets better, and the counterfeiters, those that are doing the counterfeiting, have actually learned that they can make more money by slightly underpricing rather than ridiculously low prices. Uh, so the uh, the idea that you can look at a website, and it, it's particularly true of websites. I'll I'll speak to another area where this is a problem, but... First, let's talk about the websites. Okay. You you really have to be looking at the name brand companies. If you're going to buy something, you're reasonably well off if you go to Target or if you go to JCPenney's, uh, Sears, uh, Home Depot even. Although they have their problems, they work very hard to mitigate them in the beginning or detect and mitigate uh, J.C. Penney's, I once had a discussion with the CEO, and he he explained that they do they were doing at the time, this was back in, I think, 2008 or nine time frame, they were doing 85,000 on-site inspections of the products they purchased per year. So they had people literally going to the manufacturer and inspecting the products they were buying 85,000 times a year. Jeez, you know, I, I just want to interrupt for a second. That's probably the 
the nicest thing I've ever heard about J.C. Penney. <laughs> that's a great thing that they were doing, right? Yes, that, that's a couple of CEOs ago now, so oh. things may have changed. Uh, but if you go around to most of the retail outlets, even the online, uh, if you will, the online stores today, the major ones are, in fact, trying very hard. They're doing a lot of work. You can also look at the websites. And if you go to the Homeland Security uh, website you'll and look up counterfeiting, they show you a number of examples of what the counterfeiters use for websites. And they're distinctly different. Uh, their websites are generally putting things online on the first page or the second page that you won't find in a legitimate store or an electronic storefront. So looking at the websites themselves will give you some clear indication. I can share from experience, I've been suckered as well as many of the rest of the folks. I needed a battery for my Dell computer. I went to eBay. And since then, since having bought a counterfeit battery for my Dell computer, I've stopped buying from anything on eBay. Unfortunately, they are uh, pretty well known for having a lot of counterfeit goods being sold. Uh, and it's unfortunate. Um, Alibaba, the new one out of uh, China, is mm-hmm. having significant problems as well. These are havens, and unfortunately, most, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of the money being made off of the counterfeit sales on the Internet actually has been um, traced back to funding terrorist, terrorist activities, uh, along with drugs and other things. But the terrorism is probably the part that, you know, just it's heart-wrenching and gut-wrenching to me that uh, we're being taken advantage of this way and we're supporting something we don't want to be supporting And that was actually going to be my next question, right? Because I know that there's people out there that say, well, so I bought something that was maybe a little bit cheaper made, but it still kind of fit my needs. So I bought a handbag and I know that it wasn't the real thing. It was a knockoff, (laughs) but you know, what's the harm? And this is what the harm is. You know, you're buying goods that are supporting drug activity, terrorism. And I don't think people think like that. There's there's that problem, but let me let me share another one. Um, where we met in New York City, I was walking down around Times Square while we were there, and I noticed on the corners uh, folks selling handbags with supposedly name brands for ten, fifteen, twenty dollars. Right. It's bad enough that it's being done. And there was a lot of people uh, around the carts where they were selling these things. But let me share with the audience. Most of the time, when you buy one of those and take it home, what you don't realize is you're taking home something that is literally can have five to 10,000 times the amount of lead or cadmium in the material. Now, one could argue that as an adult, the letter cadmium may not actually affect me personally. But if I haven't had children yet, I've absorbed the lead or the cadmium into my system by handling this bag all the time. Uh, I'm passing it on to the unborn children or potentially passing it on. Are you with us? 
I think we just might have lost Stan, but oh, you know, no. I know he'll probably try to come back. But just thinking about that, right? So I know. I, I mean, I've seen people that just buy those handbags off the street in New York, right? And I know that you never think about. Well, that could have lead or cadmium in it that maybe doesn't affect you, but still could affect you. I mean, if you're susceptible to something like um, cancers or other kind of like, you know, I'm sure any kind of like autoimmune illnesses, I'm sure it could make it worse, right? Um, so. I, I, and what's shocking is that these um, vendors are legitimate vendors. They have legitimate permits. They're not doing anything wrong. They're that's they're running what they feel is their business. Right. 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 Yeah. And so but you so you think, you know, like we were just saying earlier, well, it's not a big deal. So you buy a knockoff handbag on the street in New York. So what's the big deal? Well, this is the big deal. Yeah. I mean, not only are could you be possibly funding, you know, different terrorist activities or drug activities or whatever, but it could also be affecting your health. Or the health of your unborn children. And nobody knows. And nobody um, knows. Uh, Stan, are you are with you us? Are you back? I I hope I am. Yes. There you are. We have a, yeah. a poor connection this week. Um, yeah. Uh, but not not to worry. Uh, you, the the comments I was able to hear you. So the comments you're making are absolutely real. Mm-hmm. Let me throw one more thing for the audience and and all of us to think about. How many of us have seen the young toddlers uh, chewing on the handbag strap? Uh, now that you say it, it makes me yeah, crazy. Now yeah. that I know what I know, yeah, right? Yes. And and I can go on uh, for a number of reasons. I'm involved in this, and you talk about passion, and it's because uh, I won't go into the details, but it, it's very personal for me. Uh, I grew up, and when I was oh, probably around six, seven years old, my father was a plumber, mm-hmm. and he had me in the fields with him on weekends and holidays. And and one of my jobs was carrying raw lead ingots to the solder melting pot. And I didn't think twice about it. You know, I'm with Daddy, and I'm out there uh, helping my dad build homes, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was carrying this stuff, and I don't ever remember him telling me to go wash my hands before we'd sit down, grab our sandwich, and start eating. Yeah, yeah. And I, you think about that. Here I am li- literally lifting up lead ingots, putting them in the solder pot, and a number of other chemicals that were in that industry, uh, and then having lunch. So whatever was on my fingers was going into my system. Wow. Whatever went into my system went into my children's systems. Whatever went into their systems went into their children. I am a grandfather. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you just stack it all up. And that's what we're trying to change today. That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. um, It's the great unknown, right? Even when we look at, um, we use the term counterfeit products, we look at it in the context of, well, you can't tell because it's really good. Right, or it's just a knockoff, but you don't realize that it could also be harming your health Unbelievable. and harming you in so many different ways. And and we are about to take our second break, Stan, but when we come back, I'd like to talk about 
um, a little bit more about the different um, heavy metals that are in the counterfeit products and why that is. So if we could talk a little bit about the background on that, I think that would be interesting too. You know, because I think people will still be like, well, how can that be? How can there be lead in this and not lead in a similar looking handbag? And I know that there's a lot of reasons for that and especially about where those um, products are made. But so uh, it would be good if we could get a little bit of a background on that. So um, we're about to take our second break, everyone. Please stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is counterfeit expert, counterfeit expert Stan Salat. And he is the president and CEO of Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance. And Stan, why don't you share your website with our audience? Um, yes, the the website for the Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance is www.counterfeitavoidance.org. Um, Tripped over that one. I haven't done that in a while. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Counterfeit Avoidance. Dot org and the HSF Mark Alliance. That's the other aspect of this. Is HSF.us. And just for the record, um, as we spoke earlier briefly, I need to uh, actually make a disclaimer. My my role as president and CEO of the organizations has uh, come to an end uh, last week, as a matter of fact. Um, not for any other reason that I then I um, got over my fear, if you will. Uh, I believe you spoke about that uh, even on yes. the prior show. Um, I got past my fear, and I really want to expand the counterfeit uh, work that I'm doing, as well as the hazardous substance work I'm doing to products outside of the electronics industry. And to do that, I need to uh, move into a, a slightly different arena. So we're taking it international to a much larger audience under the International Standards Organization. Um, a lot of technical stuff that folks probably don't need a lot of background on. But uh, the way uh, the way I interpret it is, um, you need to increase the army on another front. So you're all in with HSF. But you want to take it in an, uh, you want to create another army on another flank to attack this problem even greater. Well, and what, what I was confused on is because I know that you were talking about it, but I thought that the counterfeit avoidance 
was also just going to move into other products as well as um, outside of electronics. But I see what you're saying now is that counterfeitavoidance.org is really about electronics. That's correct. Okay. The, the standards and the certification programs used are under the what's referred to as the International Electro, Electrotechnical Commission, and their focus and their uh, jurisdiction, if you will, is really on the electronic, electrical, electronic uh, industries. Um, in those industries, and I want to come back to your question before the break, Eva, but mm-hmm. just to, to kind of focus this a little bit. The, uh, up until last year, uh, being 2000, the end of 2013, the beginning of four, 2014, counterfeiting and the effects of counterfeiting were being listed at in the neighborhood of $600 billion a year. Wow. Uh, the International uh, Chamber of Commerce has gone on record as saying they're expecting that this to grow to $1.7 trillion in 2015. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. That's so much money. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. But it's mind-boggling. The U.S. military has estimated their problem just in their chain in components and roughly six to seven billion dollars a year. Now, that's our taxpayer money, by the way. Wow. When I say six to seven billion, that's coming out of out of you know what we pay in taxes. Mm. So, you know, I just I just felt it was time to you know ten years we've been working on this. We've made some terrific uh, um, inroads into the issues. Now. Uh, as I said, uh, getting past my personal fears of the unknown, and I'm moving to uh, expand this. Part of this, let me let me address particularly your question, Eva. When you look at the various places you can you can find these issues, one of them that uh, a gentleman named Todd Kramer, who was heavily involved in the military supply chain. Uh, his company, Secure Components, I've worked with them and, you know, set up their, helped them set up their own detection mitigation programs. He and I did uh, a piece on AB, uh, CBS TV in New York, and it was about counterfeit. While we were in New York, we went downtown Canal Street, and mm. we just kind of walked the street looking at the various things being sold uh, to the tourists. We bought, we wound up buying a number of things, uh, glasses, sunglasses, you know, the ten, fifteen dollar ones with the name brands that normally sell for one hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, we also bought some uh, children's watches uh, with the Disney Cars uh, theme on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of different things. We bought 10 or 15 different things. And I particularly went for the things at the level of children. When they walk mm-hmm. into a store, what do mm-hmm. they see? What are they going to go grab? Most of everything we bought, well, everything we bought we sent to the lab, which is part of the infrastructure of the HSF camera programs. We sent them off to the lab, and most of it came back with excessive amounts of uh lead, 
cadmium, and what's called phthalates. And phthalates basically are chlorines, various types of chlorines that are used to keep plastics uh, soft. Cadmium mm-hmm. and lead are the the uh, heavy metals used to put color together on plastics and rubbers. It makes it less expensive because they're uh, they're not so porous. They they actually help color at a lower cost. Mm. Same thing happens with handbags. When they're trying to get the color into a handbag and keep the plastics, which most of them are made out of, the the fake leather, if you will, uh, they have to use phthalates. And these are the things that cause the cancers. Wow. Um, I was going to ask about New York City downtown because there's just such an unbelievable market of product, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, and, you know, we got offered Rolex watches for $60. Uh, they started out at 120 They were willing at 50 but mostly they were trying to get 60 to $65 out of them. Um, the metals, who knows what's in them? We didn't spend that kind of money, uh, you know, to do what we could have done. But literally... Everything in the tourist environment, there are no real controls. As you said, uh, Charlie, these people are selling things that are, in fact, legitimate. As far as their organization, they have a license to sell at that location. But let me me give you just one other quick, uh, I'll make this very quick story, because this is one that Homeland Security brought to people's attention in the counterfeiting. A mom... Uh, Los Angeles, a single mom, Los Angeles, uh, living on the street, literally. She was homeless uh, with children. Somehow or another, she got hooked up with the Internet. And she got onto the Internet, and she was uh, invited to become a uh, reseller. Somebody set her up with components that she could sell to companies that needed components. Well, she found a niche in the U.S. military. And she started buying and selling or finding and distributing to the military uh, users components. And she went from being homeless to literally having an income of a couple of million dollars a year. Wow. Then she went to jail. Wow. Because what she was selling was counterfeit. And she had no idea. And she had no idea. She did not know what she did not know. She thought she was in a legitimate business doing legitimate things, and some of the counterfeiters are smart enough to provide you the real the real McCoy, get you started. It protects them. Uh, then they phase you into the counterfeits as they go along. Uh, it it is in fact a um, a serious problem and a and a very serious business for some people out there to be doing these things. You know, I'm wondering if um, where these products are made in other countries mm-hmm. where they're not looking at it as counterfeiting. They're looking at it as, wow, we can we can create this color much cheaper if we use these two metals, right? And they think they're doing something good, not really uh, interested in the impact. I would be, uh, you know what, I'm interested to hear what Stan says, because I think it's the opposite. I think that they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah? Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> Stan, you're the tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a bit of both, but let me put a third leg to the stool. Hmm. There was a famous company here in the U.S. that sold products that children use that were meant for children. There's their standards, their specifications, all their documentation called for um, leaded painted parts. Lead, wow. the, the paint that it used was all based on lead paint. Well, it, we've been here for a while. We know that the United States has outlawed lead paint for many years now. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, they had the Rubella commercials <laughs> right. for eating paint chips, right? So he outsources to a foreign country because 80% of the of the things bought today, 80% of the components used to make things come from Asia. Mm-hmm. 80%. We no longer manufacture components, and even the manufacturers in the U.S. are really uh, configuration experts. They, they buy the the components and assemblies from Asia and then put it together here. So. Asia doesn't have the same regulations. Vietnam doesn't have the regulations. I participate in a in a group that uh, is called the Asiana Group, which is ten Asian countries, emerging countries. It's Cambodia, it's Vietnam, it's uh, Indonesia. It's the smaller countries that are just coming into being more substantial countries or emerging, if you will. They have the same problems, but they don't have the infrastructure for putting the regulations in place. They don't have the legal systems in place. Uh, they have a lot of cowboys that are that are learning how to do things today, if you will. So back to the point, here's an American company sends all their drawings, all their specifications. They outsource this to a foreign country, and the people buy or build according to the specification, which calls for a paint that's outlawed in the U.S., but not outlawed in another country. So then we you know, get, and Well, I was just going to say this is why I sometimes get annoyed with Shark Tank, because they always talk about outsourcing everything. And I'm sure that at times it's fine, but at other times it's not, right? Yeah, I mean, when you keep the costs yeah. down. Yeah, I would. I would love somebody at Shark Tank to, to, you know, ask somebody to ask them the question or to have them ask the question, what are you doing? If you're buying this from overseas, what what have you put in place to assure that you're getting uh, safe products compliant with U.S. law? Exactly. Or international law, because the U.S. isn't the only place that has these regulations. Uh, we just happen to live here, so you know it's, mm-hmm. it's the one we talk about the most. But Europe, most, many of the European countries have the same thing. Israel has it. Uh, there's many countries that have these regulations, but we've moved our production. And I, I profess that industry hasn't moved production to foreign countries, particularly today for low-cost labor. I really believe they, they've done this more for the lack of regulations, mm. the smokestack industry. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, so let's come back to this. We have to take our third and final break. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Our guest is Stan Salat, and we will be right back. Mm. 
Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Okay, guys, we are back with our final segment of Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our special guest, um, Stan Salat, who is, I I mean, where do I begin, right? He's an expert on identifying counterfeit and hazardous ingredients that go in all kinds of products. And um, I think what we what we learned today, we're going to have to force feed our listeners to make sure they download this show mm-hmm. because this is serious stuff. It's really serious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Stan, I mean, uh, this is unbelievable, and we need you <laughs> to keep going, right? Because we need pioneers like you to help us, right? For all of the reasons that you said. I mean, I'm wondering, you know. Food has ingredients listed now. Maybe one of the things we can try to get is something similar to in products, right? Maybe we need an ingredient list in the products. Does that make sense? That is exactly the uh, the direction I'm going in now. Um, and it's a little more difficult than putting a label on a product in uh, – in the types of, that aren't food. Food is, has a limited number of ingredients. Every, you know, loaf of bread has ingredients, but you can, you can pretty much get that onto a, uh, and part of the packaging. When you get into elect, well, not electronics, but most all other products, that list of ingredients, if you will, can be extremely large. And the importance of how much is in it uh, how much lead content, because almost everything has some, I shouldn't say almost everything, anything that's using lead has some amount of lead in it. Uh, the key is that it has to be less than one part per million by weight. Uh, and that's one part per million by weight per device or per component. And if you look at a computer, you've got upwards of a thousand components in it. Jeez. So it gets complex very very quickly. Yeah. What I'm professing and what I'm doing going forward for all products is actually to set up um, the essence of a website where manufacturers can, in fact, list that and consumers can, in fact, get to that information. So you can actually buy with knowledge and confidence that if you are going to go buy something, you can go to the website, you can look up a particular product SKU code, as they call it, and decide whether or not it meets your requirements uh, from a hazardous substance point of view. Also, this then starts uh, really attacking the counterfeiting because we wouldn't allow anybody to be on a website 
with ingredients if they're not certified. Right. I mean, based on what we learned today, uh, and I don't want to make light of this, but unless I see something that says Stan Salat certified, I'm not going to be sure. Right. I think we need to call them every time we buy something now. Um, So do people reach out to you, Stan? I mean, if somebody wanted to learn more, would they go to your website and get some information or would they be able to contact you or buy some of your um, articles or products? The, the answer is absolutely yes. Um, there's two ways to get in touch with me, but I'll, for the purposes of today, the, the best way is, uh, stan at stansalot.com. Um, that's the email address that gets directly to me. I also own and operate a consulting firm and what we do in that from a business point of view, uh, BQPM, uh, dot com is, is that organization. It specializes in business and quality process management. And that's where we help companies set up, uh, their programs to mitigate or detect and mitigate these types of issues as well as general quality management systems. Uh, and wow. we operate in, we operate in all of the disciplines from medical device uh, military, aerospace, avionics, uh, general quality for consumer products. Uh, well, it must get real complex when you're dealing with like microsurgical instruments and such. It absolutely can mm-hmm. because you've got, you've got electronics behind almost everything today. And then you've got all the plastics and the question, are you getting new plastics? Virgin plastics? Or are you getting plastics with uh, used uh, regrind in them, or are you getting plastics mixed with something else? Jeez. I mean, the the list is just phenomenal. You uh, mentioned earlier that you took those products to the lab just to see for yourself what was in them. Is that something anyone can do? You can, but it becomes uh, difficult in in the fact that it's very expensive. Uh, part of the program we're setting up or have set up, the HSF, uh, Mark Alliance itself is, was set up to do that on a, uh, on the basis of a certified company, uh, that's the check and balance. The company becomes certified, they sell products, they list their products on the website, and then the organization commissions a lab to randomly purchase from retail and validate through tests that the products are, in fact, meeting what the manufacturer states they meet. Well, so in lieu of of me being able to do that, right, I have to go for now by what you had suggested, and that was try to see where it's manufactured at least. Yeah. And then you can even go to the Homeland Security website and learn more about counterfeit stuff. Right. You know, yes, and perhaps if I could, if I could do a call to action, it would be um, the taking a step back in time. But basically, it's cons- basically it's consumers saying we're we're mad as something. Uh, we're not going to take it anymore, and mm-hmm. demand mm-hmm. from the retailers that they demonstrate through a, a certified program that what they're selling is from a manufacturer that is, in fact, certified 
uh, to the um, the Hazardous Substance Process Management, HSPM as we call it, uh, and the Counterfeit Avoidance uh, Detection Avoidance Program. These are international uh, programs. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, that would be... Um, when I go into a store, yeah. I, show me that you're doing what's right and show me with a label that I recognize. Uh, it's kind of like the Angie's List approach, but it's really... Yeah. I, I, the time has come. The it's unfortunate that the um, uh, the street vendors kind of um, are missing this, but they can do the same. They can be a street vendor for other products instead. Right, I mean, right, but it's so much more than just the street vendors, right? I mean, yeah. it's just everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. So it could be in this laptop that we're working with right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, Stan, this has been an unbelievable learning experience for me personally. It's um, been amazing. Yeah. We are going to do everything in our power to share this um, show over and over and over and over now because we realize the importance and we will stay in touch with you and monitor the progress together. So uh, thank you very much. Um, You're quite welcome. And also have a great holiday. And let me just share the uh, email once again, stan at stansolot.com and we will keep sharing that as well as the uh, counterfeitavoidance.org. So Stan, great job. Thank you so much. Have a great day and a great holiday. Thank you, Stan. You too, and thank you for having me on. Okay, take care. Um, I want to say happy holidays to you, Eva, and our thank listeners. You. And yes. this was a very informative show. We'll it was an amazing talk show. About it again yeah, I mean, it, it really had a lot of information that I, there was a lot I knew, but there was so much that I didn't know or didn't really think about. Yeah, so I'm shocked. I'm going to have to post on it as we go forward, as my thoughts come yeah. to us. Um, I want to say thank you. To everyone, have a great holiday. I want to say thank you to our Talk Zone family and our fabulous producer, Dave Olson. Have a great holiday. Thank you, Dave. And uh, we will see everyone next week. Thanks, everyone. Have a great holiday. Good night. <laughs>